Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Today we're talking to Peter Canterbury. He's the MD of Triton Minerals. They're the graphite business with assets in Mozambique, East Africa. We're discussing the quiet revolution of graphite. We discuss fire retardants and batteries, the Jinan high-tech financing, which is going to a shareholders vote in September. We discuss big flakes versus expandable graphite, and we discuss shareholders. Good morning, Peter. How are you, sir? Very good, thank you. Well, thanks for joining us. You're, you're in Perth, and I noticed a, a big rock beside you. I'm assuming that's graphite. Yeah. It's, it is, it's actually from Ankuab, it's uh, like graphite in there. It's not that big, it's only probably a couple of kilo uh, uh, sample, but it just is, is typical of the graphite from Ankuab Bay and the rock, rock formation. Right, so today we're going to learn about graphite. It's not a subject I know a lot about. I think that's possibly because the Chinese have, you know, represent a large portion of the market and there's not a lot of companies going around telling this story. So can you give us a one minute summary and then we'll get stuck into some questions? Yeah, so the so Triton Minerals is uh, focused on the, the development and construction of the Ankuabe Graphite uh, project. It's uh, located in Capo Delgado province. Uh, it's uh, about uh, 80 kilometers by road to uh, an existing container port at Pemba. Uh, it will uh, aim to produce 60,000 tonne per annum uh, of high purity, 97.5% large flake, essentially large flake graphite. And its main target market is, is into the flame retardants and building material industry. Uh, and we are all permitted. Uh, we've essentially done a recent deal, which now is essentially financed and ready to go subject to shareholder approval into a construction phase. Okay, so there's a, there's a, there's a few things you've mentioned there. But, um, let's start with the first one. I think the front page of your presentation talks about the graphite revolution. I mean, I think as I've alluded to, it's a, it's a fairly quiet revolution right now. People aren't aware of it. So, I mean, and what do you put that down to? Look, I, I think there's uh, a number of uh, uh, factors to that is that uh, uh, everyone, the main part of it, uh, everyone talks about lithium-ion batteries and uh, unfortunately lithium-ion batteries shouldn't be called lithium-ion batteries. They probably should be graphite anode uh, batteries <laughs> because there's more, well, there's more graphite in a, uh, in a, uh, a, uh, a lithium-ion battery than there is uh, combined uh, uh, cobalt and lithium. Uh, so it's, it is an essential ingredient of it. And there is uh, a real uh, cost benefit of using natural flat graphite over historically they've uh, often used a synthetic graphite in the production of these uh, anodes. And so you've both got a, uh, a substitution, um, but you've got also got a growth in the lithium ion battery market, which is really just starting to become real in people's mind outside of China. I mean, China's very real, but it's outside of China. People don't really understand it that much. Yeah, but you you mentioned it. Uh, the first thing you mentioned was you know flame retardant uh, uses, not EV battery uses. No. That's because you see yeah. that's where the that's where the near term 
um, opportunity is for you. Yeah, yeah. So, so if we break down graphite and, and look, I think you know your point starters. Uh, people, you know, understanding of the graphite market. My background isn't graphite. Um, I'm bauxite, alumina, iron ore. Uh, had some exposure to industrial minerals, but graphite is uh, a, a bit different. Uh, and so, um, so what's driving the revolution is is a combination of the battery market, and it's not just for the fit of vehicles, but it's also fixed storage. But the other end. Uh, for large flake graphite, you go into the refractory business, but you've also it's suitable to go into building materials as a flame retardant. You know, you're in London, you've seen Grenfell fire disaster uh, that had aluminium cladding with a polyethylene uh, foam in the middle of it. If that had five to seven percent uh, expanded graphite in there, that fire, the damage of that fire would not have occurred. And so, it's it's a flame retardant that. The Chinese alone think is about 40 million tonnes of uh, building material, flame retardant building material a year required. That, in terms of graphite, is about 2 million tonnes. So, so, help me, Peter, before we get too technical and I get lost in, in the detail, you've mentioned a few uh, ter- bits of terminology that we should probably need explaining. So, expandable graphite, large flake. What do all these things mean? So tell us about the graphite market, what you've learned since you've got into it, and then that'll kind of help us moving forward. That's right. So there's two things that drive the value and pricing of graphite, mm-hmm. and that's really uh, linked to applications. Mm-hmm. If you want the battery grade graphite needs to be high purity, and it's usually uh, 99.99% uh, 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 percent graphite, uh, spherinized, but that doesn't need large flake, and it also it just needs to be very pure. That's about the processing, so you can take any so graphite. Com- and- so it's a combination of you do a mechanical flotation, and then you do either acid or thermal treatment to take it from ninety-five to ninety-nine point nine nine percent, and then it's spherinized and put into uh, uh, batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the range of what uh, the graphite produces, they'll produce a 95 to 97% uh, graphite, which then will be sold to people who will upgrade it further and then spherinize it. Right. So that drives the value on purity. Um, but generally purity um, it doesn't sell for as much because there's much more of, uh, graphite around the world available to be upgraded to that battery graph. On the other end of the scale, flake size uh, is important for uh, for expandable graphite. And expandable graphite is is um, generally large flake graphite. Mm-hmm. It is then they what they the process called intercalation, where they mix it with sulfuric acid, wash out that sulfuric acid, and it just loosens the layer. Then they heat it up to um, to 950 degrees Celsius, it expands by uh, something like three to 500 liters per gram, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then it makes things like uh, oils that go into your uh, mobile phones. Um, here's a foil that's made out of graphite, which uh, essentially goes into thermal treatments. Um, it's uh, graphite is uh, one of the 
strongest uh, materials uh, and thinnest materials alive. Uh, but then it, and then it could get crushed if you want, and it can go into uh, uh, foams. So here's a flame retardant foam. So if you put a, uh, uh, um, a flame on this, it wouldn't melt at all. Uh, and that's, that's one of the advantages. So it's a very effective heat, heat, heat sink, um, and, and it requires large plate graphite. So what are the, what's the size of these, these markets, the size of the opportunity of these markets? You're producing, you talked about 60,000 tonnes a year in when you yeah. get going. But w which markets are you aiming for selling into? So we'll at least about 60% of our production, so about 36,000 tonnes will go in into the flame retardant building industry. So that market is small right at the moment, but starting to grow. Uh, estimations it will be a one to two million within 10 years of one to two million ton per annum uh, demand uh, and and the environment is that there's very few in China's China's running out of large flake graphite and there's a lot of large flake graphite that sits in East Africa principally Tanzania and uh, Mozambique Right, and so and who are the who are the main players outside of China? Obviously, I mean you're at forty million market or forty two million market cap t today, yeah. but who who are the big players? So there aren't really any outside sitting outside of China at the moment. So you've got a number of projects that are looking to develop. Um, so Syra is producing fine, principally fine flake graphite for the battery market. Outside of that, you've got probably eight to ten um, projects that are sitting in East Africa. Uh, we're the only one that sits in Mozambique. The remainder sits in Tanzania, uh, and and so we and we're I would say we're the most developed of any of those, uh, given that we're all permitted and ready to construct. Right, and I mean this kind of leads us on to I think it's page five of your presentation where you talk about. The financing for this, because uh, you, you did make a statement into the market and saying, you know, that perhaps people haven't understood the fact that this thing is fully financed through to production now, you know, um, yeah, and, and that's down to you, you know, you, you've got to help the market understand these things. So tell us a bit about the the uh, Jinan High Tech um, partnership that you've created and maybe get into some of the detail around, you know, why you've done it like that. So, so Jinan High Tech are a, a provincial state-owned enterprise in, uh, based out of Jinan in um, Shandong province in China. Mm -hmm. uh, they are a large building and technology uh, constructor and, uh, and have uh, decided to acquire our largest shareholder's stake, which was previously Shandong Tian Mining. Uh, who is another sh uh, Shandong-based uh, group, and invests uh, $8.5 million immediately in equity to take them to a 34% uh, shareholding in the company. Was, the, was that a case of just taking out? So have you, do you realise any free cash from that, or is that literally just someone taking yeah, out? Yeah, we get $8.5 million through that okay. transaction. Okay, okay. What else are they doing? Because I noticed there's a, there's, a, there's a little bit more to it than that. Yeah, there's a lot more to it actually. It is um, so they uh, uh, we've spent a long time in China discussing on the financing structure, 
uh, and what they've agreed to is support the financing of the whole project. Mm -hmm. So that'll take two forms. Uh, one, firstly, as part of our EPC contract we signed with MCC International, uh, we have a letter of intent from China Merchant Bank for 85% uh, of the EPC contract value, or about $40 million of, uh, uh, um, of $40 million in, uh, in concessional financing. So that's, um, we're talking about LIBOR plus 300 basis points of 5 to 6% uh, uh, financing, which is pretty attractive. And the other thing that uh, Shandong, uh, sorry, Jinan High Tech have uh, done is they've actually, uh, they have a, they own a leasing company and they're um, going to finance the, all the equipment through their leasing company. So that uh, realizes another $35 million of, uh, of, uh, of, of uh, financing in there. So between the two, we're talking about $75 million plus and this is US plus another seven million that they're putting in, and that's pretty close to what our capex number, which is around about eighty-five million dollars. Um, so we are, and we have a number of other conversations going on with other parties about project investment, which we've announced MOUs on. Uh, and so we are now in a position when we're not looking to go into the market to finance this project. Let me understand. So they are you're getting eight and a half million bucks cash. They have spent another circa 11 million bucks to buy out Shandong Tian Mining. Yeah? Yes. That will give them post-acquisition. I appreciate it. It's got to be approved by the shareholders in late September. But uh, that will give them circa 34% of the company. Management own 35%, circa. Management and... And high tech. So... So that's that. So we, the management outside of them own about one percent of the company. Got it. Okay. So it was it's unclear in the in the in the PowerPoint. I, I couldn't quite work out what that no, meant. Okay. Okay. So so what's the what would what's the kind of free float for the retail market after this deal? So we'll have one point one billion shares on issue. They'll control uh, three hundred and seventy million. So you'll have a free float of seven to eight hundred million shares okay uh, it, and we're pretty liquid stock as well well are you i mean so what's your what's your average steady trading numbers we in a normal term we turn over probably two million shares a day okay i'll check i'll check that out so what's that that's about about a hundred thousand aussie a day roughly no uh, less than that yeah 50 um five cents uh 50, five cents right yeah okay okay you've obviously there's a bit of a history to this company you've come in two and a half, three years ago to kind of help change things and turn it around. What was happening back then and what have you done? So look, I was approached to take the company out of voluntary administration. It went into voluntary administration in March 2016. Uh, you know, uh, you know, there's a number of reasons it was put into there. I don't think it probably should have gone in there, but uh, there was some uncertainties around which we've uh, we've made certain since we've uh, taken over. So I was, um, because of my experience in negotiating uh, mining conventions and doing development in Africa, I was approached to take on the company, which I did in September 2016. We took it out of 
voluntary administration in, uh, and relisted in December 16. We completed a DFS in by the end of 17. Uh, have with a reserve shows a 27 year mine life. Uh, have sold 50% of the production um, out the binding for five years plus a five year option. Uh, appointed and signed an EPC contract with um, uh, with attached a letter of intention on financing. Uh, have an environmental permit issued. Have the mining concession issued and now announce the, the actual financing, um, you know, transaction strategic partnership with Janan Hitech. So it's been... You you've, know, been you've been busy. Slightly. Here's the big question for you, Peter, is, you know, yeah. how, how many shareholders are underwater in all of this? You know, I know you've done this deal, okay? And as you say, if you start telling the story properly, people should appreciate it. it it's... You've done quite a good deal. It's, it's non-dilutory moving forward. Great, great deal. Um, assuming nothing changes. Um, but a lot of shareholders are underwater right now. And doesn't that, yes. doesn't that overhang cause you a problem? Where, you know, as, as, as if the share price starts moving, people are going to be selling out, aren't they? Uh, well, but if you have a look at the, you know, there is a risk of that. But we're the only... Um, uh, Graphite project that's uh, permitted and fin uh, financed, and will be the next uh, high purity large flake graphite uh, producer in town. Long life project with you know excellent economics on the on the project. Um, there's an opportunity to have you know once you know financing's all through, is re-rated and enjoy the opportunities that it presents. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, there's uh, um, we haven't, you know, graphite's a pretty hard pro, uh, commodity to be in, and and we've done pretty well. The, the frustrating our share price hasn't reflected its true value, uh, but you know, our a lot of our shareholders want to see this go into production, and you know, get the benefits of a producing asset. Um, and the advantage we have is that it's a fairly it's only an 18-month construction period, uh, which is, um, you know, short by, uh, you know, processing uh, plant uh, and mining developments. And so it's, a, it's an opportunity to hit the market when the market is uh, projected to really uh, take off. And, well, and, uh, well, there's the point. I think your shareholders will hang around if they believe the macro picture, uh, the supply-demand gap. So, you know, seen a lot of information suggests that you know there there will be a gap if based on current planned projects, and that's assuming no new entrants into the market. Um, so they need to believe that. I don't necessarily think they're waiting around for you to get into production. They're waiting for the share price to move so they can make some choices. You know, whether you get into production if, if that's the catalyst, brilliant. Uh, but you know, they're looking to you provide confidence that this deal structure that you've created is is going to deliver that you know because i agree with you 18 yeah. months is is a very short uh, period to get into production when you know when you get in and, and you know when, when i know you've got the shareholder um vote late september um how quickly after that do, do you start seeing this money uh, within a couple of days a couple of days um, right. 
<laughs> you heard it here <laughs> first, folks. <laughs> there um, is the eight and a half million will be transferred. Um, I think it's within five business days of the shareholder. Right. So, uh, so how are you for cash so, today, by the way? Uh, so, you know, Janan High Tech, uh, this thing's gone on longer. We've, we've been running down our cash balances. Um, uh, but uh, as part of the transaction, Janan High Tech have provided through an associate company a loan until the shareholder approval up to $2 million of working capital, what we need to do. So we don't need to go into the market to raise any funds and even post approval. And this is where that you talk about, you know, free float and, and uh, un unlike most others, we're not gonna have to issue a whole lot of script. Um, that's gonna be uh, just a wash on the market. What we're going to, and the share of Gen Anti Tech, um, it's not going anywhere. It's going, you know, it's not gonna move. It's not gonna be traded. So you're gonna have a, a much tighter um, in, in terms of structure, in terms of, uh, you know, ability to a lot of be awash with people selling uh, as the price increases. I, I just don't think it'll happen as, yes, yeah, some will sell, but I don't think it'll be, um, uh, I think there's a lot of people who are waiting to get in um, who want to know the certainty that you're going to be a producer. Okay, so if that two million, uh, that's a, that's kind of a, a, br a bridging loan, as it were, until your eight point five comes in. Yes. So it's, it's yeah. not ten point five; it's eight point five in total. Yeah, and then we out as out of the what we've got. So, right. And how and much? We're, so we're, we're not burning much at this point in time. We're waiting on that to then move. So we've we've cut down. The market was very difficult in the second half of. 218 and first half of 219 wasn't much easier and we took a decision in around september uh, last year to cut down the activities we we're doing where uh and and we started negotiating with janan about a year ago um and so we knew where, where we were trying to head on this and and we've now got to that and so we've managed our cash uh to get through that process and and I think we're in a good position now. Why does it take a year? Uh, look, they will have to do whole due diligence on, and you know, things in China don't happen quickly on things, uh, uh, and it needed to go through approvals, and, and it's uh, uh, it takes a while. So I wouldn't say our first discussion happened about a year ago. Right. So, you know, and it, we had to go through a, a very detailed due diligence process um they've they've got a very good understanding of where the project sits they want to see some of the things that we got in place in terms of the mining concession be in place um and and that it's now that's now in place and we're ready to go so 34 percent, they can it's not controlling stake but they can make things difficult for you if they wanted to i'm assuming as you know we're going to start off the relationship's going to be good and strong but are they controlling things like director remuneration like the way you ins you incentivize staff i mean how much say do they have on that or have you got complete autonomy and, and what we've announced is that they will have equal board membership but they will not have control of the board and so if there's any things that need to be uh um you know have a uh we you know can't get
get through at a board level will take it to the shareholders and you know if it involves them they're they're essentially um uh you know we can take it to the shareholders and get you know resolution through that it's not look we'd rather that not not happen but in china that's quite a common fact in fact in china they would have then control of, they would normally have control of the board um but so we've you know they've been uh you know they have some desires but we've um, uh, we've been able to get to a point where we've um, got them sitting in a position where uh, they have a, a very, you know, important say. But given they're about guaranteeing the financing of this, uh, one needs to be, you know, cognizant of that they are very much a partner in this. Well, absolutely. Uh, plus, I note that they've um, you pre-sold fifty percent of your production, assuming it's to your partner. No. No, who's that no, to? Two, two, two other Shandong-based uh, graphite existing graphite producers. But are they state-owned. Uh, I mean, aren't they all part of the no, same thing? They're not state-owned. Okay. These are private groups. Okay, um, fantastic. And they're existing producers who are running out of large flake graphite. So, what are the terms of that contract then? Because that interests me. Because I, I assume that at thirty-four percent, they would want to get you know take a lot of your offtake no. um right so tell us about they the will. terms yeah so so these um the two we've got two contracts both for sixteen thousand ton per annum uh mm. five years plus a five-year option at our um at our option um the uh one of them has a floor and a ceiling you know price the other and but they both meant uh uh, uh uh, negotiations with um, the uh, prevailing market prices. So you're saying your Chinese partner has taken a 34% stake. They're they're playing the equity game, not access to the commodity. Yeah, I think they have a longer term view that they may want to do some value adding to the remainder of the material uh, into um, uh, into uh, in, into the marketplace. Then. They're a building company, so they want to, you know, the, so the flame retardant and, and graphene as well are very interesting to them. So they have a, a view that there's some value to be added How? Uh, later on. Me- meaning what? They'll do some further processing plants, possibly in Mozambique uh, on that. Oh, okay, okay. And would that be part of Triton or would that be a separate vehicle? We haven't had that discussion. <laughs> okay. Um, early days. Early days. It's their desire to have an interest in it, and it is because they they understand how big the uh, the large flake graphite uh, market could grow, and 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 I suppose you've got to, got to put it in context that Shandong uh, province is the major large flake graphite producer in China and they are running out and they have environmental challenges and so the opportunity to get their uh, foot on 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 some large flake in east africa and the advantage we have with vancouver is that we have an existing large flake graphite producer right next to us called gk graphic pump owned by amg and uh, so there's existing production coming out of that 
uh, sound deposit. But let's come back to you. So you've got 50% pre-sold to two Shandong private enterprises. The other 50%, that's also going to Shandong some way or other, is it? Okay. No, it's not. It's unsold. It's unsold at this point in time, but we will have discussions future. And we've deliberately not sold it because we want to have a look at the value you know, value-adding prospects uh, going forward. We could sell it today if we wanted to. But that's my point. You know, why, come, why would a Chinese company come in and take a 34% position without wanting access to the remaining 50%? Because they see the opportunity of potentially doing the value-adding and, and potentially using that 50% on a, uh, on a, a sale in the future so they they don't necessarily wanting us to sell that remaining 50 percent uh, but they're happy that uh that existing graphite it adds confidence to them that existing graphite producers want our material right okay so th there's a discussion that you may have in the future because i'm trying to work out how that remaining 50 percent adds value to your business other than selling in the open market if you can process it or your partners can help you process it or you can be part of a joint venture and process it. i can understand they sort of upsell there's benefit to shareholders there but at the moment that's an unknown is what you're saying yeah at the moment their interest is they can see a market and they can see their equity interest growing so they're you know it will add value we add cash flow to their business uh, but it but they have a larger a longer term view that this is a market they they should be in given they are a building uh, a, a building company does that longer term view uh, involve giving you more money to go and buy more assets uh, we haven't had that conversation are there assets for grabs in africa that you you, you know are available that, that meet your criteria yeah there's probably a few assets sitting in tanzania that uh, they're trying to struggle to work out how to Finance and look, it's a difficult situation sitting there, and 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 that's why you know we're we're very fortunate to be where we are uh, with a government that's quite supportive. I mean, Tanzania it will get solved eventually, but it's got some issues at this point in time, which will delay development and put it in doubt of how how do you finance with a with a an unknown sitting in there that the government is trying to rest control of some of the assets, uh, trying to get a, a larger share of the mining pot. Yeah, I think that's making a few people nervous, as long as it doesn't spread, I think. Um, but that's my point. I think with this partner of yours and the, their access to cash, you may have a lot more options available to you than some of the other, let's face it, much smaller graphite explorers, developers. It's a good question because I think it actually, you know, there is that opportunity, but I don't know that today. But they sure. they are very, um, you know, they're financially very strong group. Absolutely. Okay. This, you know, we said at the beginning, you know, it's your job to tell people how good this financing that you've done yeah. is. It's not complete yet, but if you get it over the line, it's quite strong. Okay, so. But let's talk about Mozambique because it's a country I've I've um, been to uh, and Tanzania, which you just mentioned as well. Great people, 
um, very friendly, friendly people, nice place to do business. The infrastructure is good. It's relatively flat, you've got roads, you've got power, um, got a port. All, the, all this yes. is good stuff, isn't it? It keeps your costs down. Yeah, so we're, we're one of the closest, uh, um, we are the closest graphite project to uh, a port, an existing port. So Pemba is an existing port with uh, uh, um, spare capacity. It's not the best container port in the world, but it is a container port. It's, um, it's, uh, but it's got, and it's got capacity and it's uh, 80 kilometres away from where, where we are. Uh, uh, the, we don't need to um, uh, develop the roads because we've got a sealed road directly from the edge of our uh, tenement or mining concession. Uh, and so we just need to build the road from there into the actual plant. Uh, in terms of uh, electricity, we have 110 kVA power lines running through our tenement. There is some work to be done at the Matoro power station uh, substation. Uh, they've actually just announced this week the uh, 40, the construction starting on a 40 megawatt uh, solar um, station there and an upgrade of the um, the substation there. And and that's finished. We will have access to uh, um, grid power, um, and uh, which is very good. Okay. Uh, so it's not an infrastructure play. And I think your comment about um, East Africa uh, and, you know, it is a, it's a good place to operate. People are good. You've got good legal systems. Uh, you've got good accounting firms, legal law firms, compared to the other places that I've operated in uh, Africa uh, is that it is reasonably good, uh, pretty good education system. And you've got a government that's sitting there with big gas projects sitting out there. They've worked out that the way to, to move their country forward is supporting development. So they've opened, the president's opened CIRA, it's opened GK. Uh, he's from, um, the president is from Cabo Delgado province. They're pushing Anadarko, or soon to be Total, uh, as gas project ENI and um, Exxon are uh, going ahead now. It's it's actually uh, after a few hard years, Mozambique is starting to move ahead very um, very well. And one of the reasons we chose MCC International as our EPC contractor is they have constructed in Mozambique as well. So that's advantageous. Yeah, it's open for business. So Peter, I'm going to let you finish off and tell current investors why it's going to be okay and what, and also new investors why they should come in. Yeah. So for, uh, for all investors, I mean, we are now at a, a point where this, we are going to be the next graphite um, uh, producer uh, in, in the world, a 60,000 tonne high value, large flake graphite uh, production in, a, in near term, 18 months. And uh, we're now put a structure in place that essentially finances uh, it. We've got, it's fully permitted. Uh, has an EPC contractor ready to run who's experienced in there. Uh, we have an owner's team ready to, uh, to run. We have offtake agreements uh, in place for over 50% of the production. Uh, this, this is now real. Um, you know, Triton will be a producer and we are, uh, you know, it's a very exciting time uh, to be in, I, I think, you know, to invest in Triton. 
But it's also a time where you will start to see the graphite market become much more visible in, in terms of the, the demands that are going to come and become a very, uh, you know, higher than average uh, growth rates over the next 10 to 15 years. Okay, so, so the quiet revolution is going to become la- loud and uh, raucous. You know, the reason we got the name revolution was really about that uh, the electric vehicle revolution, um, you know, storage revolution, you know, and it is, it is a, you know, the, the world is changing from, from that perspective. It's just coming a lot quicker. It, it will come a lot quicker than people think. Uh, but having gone through that and spent a lot of time in China, you are seeing it's actually quite real uh, there. But the other side of, you know, for us, the flame retarded building materials is, is, is real. I mean, you're just having these inquiries that are telling how many buildings that had to be, have to be retrofitted you're cha- changing codes in various parts of the world. And you're also um, uh, getting, you know, uh, materials banned. Like bromide is no, lo- no longer allowed to be used as a flame retardant because of its carcinogenic nature. You've got uh, graphite, which is completely inert. Um, and it, it is one of the best flame retardants in, in the world. So I think it's an exciting time to be in graphite and, and an even more exciting time to be in trial. Peter, appreciate your time. Thanks for educating us, and thanks for the introduction to the company. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure listening to it. Uh, keep us up to date, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.